Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome to episode 247 of the Regular Features Podcast. A podcast about two lonely boys with only each other for company. It's been just me and you, Log, for so long now. Five years, I believe, and we've never had another member of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just this room. I've tested every inch of the walls of this room until my fingers are worn down to my knuckles. I found a loose brick, no shaft of light on the side, just more bricks. It's a very, very thick wall, and I don't have fingers enough to escape. It's like that wall in full throttle that you had to kick that tiny bit of the wall after the minefield to get... Oh, the single to... pixel you have to click on? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. That's me back to the wall for another five years. It's You've in there. You've given me false hope. <laughs> You've totally fucked up my wall, by the way. <laughs> You've been booting in pixels. Just let me out. <laughs> this vanity project of yours. How are you? I'm Steve. That's my name. I'm Steve Hogarty. I'm John Blythe. That's not my normal voice. <laughs> No, I'm John Blythe, and that is my normal voice, the one you've grown to love. Log, since we last recorded an episode of the podcast... Yes? Theresa May has... Let me tell you, she's got egg on her face. she got egg on her face. She'd done a handstand and shit down her tummy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're not a political podcast, but we did bore you to tears with our sadness with Brexit. Yeah. And our agogness with Trump, maybe. Yeah, it's only nice that we have a little bit of a smile. We'll put a flag in it. Yes. And let's say that's good that they still have a majority and they're allying with yeah, like that's horrible, thing. horrible people. Look, we take pleasure where we find it. Never mind if that pleasure has hideous ramifications. <laughs> <laughs> take that, yeah. Tories. If it gives me a chance to go around saying, that's my boy Corbyn, <laughs> smugly like a prick, then yeah, I'll take it. Well, no, you don't like Corbyn. I do. There's I a... thought he's run a good campaign, mm. and he's really turned me around to him now. Excellent. Turned him around, plant a kiss on your face, would you, if he turned to face you? If he picked you up in his muscular arms and jumped over a fence into a private area, would you let him lick your neck? <laughs> <laughs> if it was in a private area, underneath a blanket that he'd brought along. Well, you demand romance, from a new socialist overlord. I'm standing in a in a field. He just like whips a blanket around us. Oh, like a cape. Like yeah, like the like hooded claw about to kidnap you. What's view. the cloak of invisibility in Harry Potter? I believe it's called the cloak of invisibility. What I got that in <laughs> one go. Mm, it's an orthodox naming convention. Well, <laughs> J.K. Rowling needs to up her game. Invisibilis. Invisalign. Invisalign. That's something else. So so you so they won't see your nipples in the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. I don't really want to. I think we are coming out a week after it. Yeah, I think let's, everything, let's leave it. Could, could we have a new original take on it? No. I do feel like we're after episode nine of a series of Game of Thrones, though. I think some deaths have happened... But we've yet to have episode 10. Will there be dragons? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just feel that's my feeling. Is- Look, do you, know- <laughs> do you know where everyone else is? The- I'm assuming some of them are E3 because, yeah, fucking some people still have to give a shit, pretend to give a shit about video games. That's what Gavin living. and Joe do now because they work for IGN. Yeah, and they're, they're still keeping up that pretense like it's not just a way of spunking your life away. Have you ever been to E3? I went self-funded once. Um, I 
left my I dropped my passport in LAX and had to get a bus through the naughty parts to pick up my passport and I got told by a bus lady driver who was very nice sir sir I would recommend you put your phone away sir because I was in a naughty part of town and I um I was I was just basically oppressed oh speaking as a, a white man I felt very <laughs> oppressed that day um do you have any features I have got a feature that is very much ties into my love for you and uh, my ability to find the on button on a uh, surface. Well, let's have a jingle while you try and figure that out. You know, Steve, when I heard it was just going to be me and you today, it put me in mind of that podcast we did a long time ago when it was just me and you. And it was a very much a watershed for me because it meant that it showed me that I could be on my own in a room with you mm. without pinning you to the floor and licking your face. <laughs> and it was the birth of Cobby Wobby Man. It was the first time we ever mentioned Cobby Wobby Man who died recently. So I feel like an arc has been completed and it's time for us to start season two of our relationship in this podcast. That's my second uh, TV. <laughs> I understand everything in terms of TV. I'm Abed from Community, but without the jokes. <laughs> but yeah, basically, um, yeah. I'm, sorry to interrupt. Um, last time we did a, an episode together, I was very conscious that I, I just chuckle away while you're talking, and it's really annoying when you're listening back to it. Just me going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> react, react, react. Oh, another great joke. But it's so weird to uh, be in a room alone with someone, and they're saying funny things to you, and you just stare at them, like, don't want to ruin the audio. Well, if we're in the pub, we'd be happily chatting over each other and subvert. No, I want to talk this now, but you've got to... This audience, the fucking readers. Professionalism of, of the whole ordeal. So if I, look, if I look at you blankly... Oh, no, I always get that. Do you remember a few episodes ago when I did the... What type of Corey tunt? <laughs> I, I self-censored myself. <laughs> what type of Tory cunt are you? Yes. Um, I... When people, I saw, I looked up from my sort of page and saw you all looking at me, and I thought, "Oh fuck, they're just looking at me." I've, I've, and I just stumbled it loads. I mean, if you you can hear loads of edit points in that feature because I was going, "Oh man, no, I've got to perform now. I've got a fucking audience." Why don't I just give you a thumbs up every yeah. time? Every time <laughs> I stifle a laugh, a little greasy wink. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <gonna be> lovely. <laughs> but anyway, my feature is. The three top reasons why I love doing a podcast alone with Steve Hogarty. Hey! <laughs> Number one reason is that when we are alone, you manspread like a horseshoe. I like it that when it's just me and you, you relax the thick strings that connect your groin to your thigh meat and your legs spring open into a perfect horseshoe. I like that I can place a marble on one of your knees and without you knowing, flick the marble around the parabola of your inner leg. I like that the network of nerves act like a spider's web, warning your balls of the incoming marble, and they take steps to avoid it using one of three randomly chosen acts. Act 1. They retract fully into your body, and after five seconds, wallen bollock... Sorry, I'll say that again. <laughs> Reaction 1. They retract fully into your body, and after five seconds... One bollock pokes its head back out to see if the coast is clear, squeaking like a gopher. Reaction two. 
One ball shoots up, and the other ball shoots down, allowing my marble to pass through the gap. But your highly elasticated, <laughs> but your highly elasticated nutsack drags them back together, and they collide where they once were with an almighty clang. <laughs> Finally, the third and final reaction that your balls may have to an incoming marble rolled against your horseshoe thighs. They detach completely from the groin and flee around the horseshoe, initiating a chase around your body, which I eventually stop by grabbing my marble. Relieved, your nuts return to their testicular home. Too late, I notice that it is one of your nuts in my hand, and at the same time, the marble and nut in your nutsack look to each other and scream. <laughs> so that's the first reason I love being alone with you in a room, Steve. Well, what actually happens is when you flick a marble around my horseshoe configured legs... Uh, it's a configuration it's, now. It's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> is uh, my, my balls awkwardly shimmy left and right like two people moving a window pane <laughs> as the marble approaches. <laughs> I like it if they just saw that it was going to miss and just turned to face it, whist- going by whistling and appreciating the marble's speed. Mm. Uh, the, reason, the second reason why I love being alone with you in a room doing a podcast is that... I like the way that you subliminally lactate one of six delicious liquids if I show you the completed face of a Rubik's Cube. For each completed face I show you, you produce a different delicious liquid. And I like the fact that you don't even try to coordinate the liquids to the colours of the Rubik's Cube. White for milk would be too easy. So would white for spunk. Instead, blue causes you to emit a discouraging dribble of that thin liquid you get in bottles of settled tomato sauce. There's a poetry to the liquid that your nipples produce. The good morning of blue squirts out a radial trickle or of aquafresh toothpaste. Nature's green coaxes out a rich peaty soil at a rate that fills up my wafer cornet in seconds. I also like the fact that your nipples aren't fooled by a drawing of a Rubik's Cube and will pinch shut a little, as though they resent the attempt to trick out a sticky liquid. But if I paint the colours of a real Rubik's Cube, a colour that isn't one of the traditional six, the machinery inside your chest goes into overdrive to invent a new appropriate flavour. I'll never forget the day that I covered a Rubik's Cube in tiny square mirrors. And I didn't write in what came out of them there. (laughs) Maybe that's (laughs) That's an exercise for the reader. (laughs) That's your Reddit challenge of the week. (laughs) Mercury. <laughs> Mercury, what about it? The shiniest liquid, quite reflective, isn't it? Yes, but it doesn't it doesn't obey the laws of anything else, though, does it? I wouldn't expect your chest to react to mercury. No, it's reacting to the mirror surface of a Rubik's cube. Oh, so oh, yes. No, but what the the liquids I produce? I wasn't paying attention. The liquids I produce <laughs> bear no correlation to the color of the um, Rubik's cube. No, they have a, they are a poetic response, and mm. you can see when I was writing this in a hurry in a cafe. This is my want. I did not have time for a poetic response to mirrors. Well, go on the subreddit, like readers. Hundreds, and of, hundreds of baby Steves flying out <laughs> of your tits. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what you think my nipples would lactate when confronted with the mirror surface of a Rubik's Cube face? Best answers. Get a little kiss. A little peck on the cheek. Most of all, I love the fact that if I present you with a fully completed Rubik's Cube, your nipples do nothing. And finally... I see that your liquids were your chest's way of encouraging me to finish the Rubik's Cube with a system of rewards. 
<laughs> Come again. What was that last line? <laughs> Another one that I didn't write and I had to improvise the finish. Uh, so basically, I've been trying to do a Rubik's Cube for ages. And I've, been, <laughs> I've been gaming in this dark room. We've been doing this listening for five years, apparently. And uh, yeah, the only thing keeping me going has been the liquids that your chest emit. They are nutrient rich. Well, naturally, they come from your meat. Mm. How could they not be edible? It's everything. Unless you've been eating poisons. Uh, yeah. Is everything that the body produces edible? I've yet to find anything that isn't. <laughs> Varying stages of deliciousness, mm. but always edible. You were, you edit, didn't you? You, you edit all. <laughs> edit all? You edit. What that you edit? You edit the edible. You ed the edible. You, you pot the potabla. We. We is one of the most potable drinks in the And third. This is why we have other people on the podcast. It is, isn't it? It fills the like, gaps. We, when we, we, you either have other people or two people with Matt, because Matt is great at just talking. Yeah. Like he wouldn't have gone. He wouldn't have gone on that weird ed edible thing that I just said. Like, <laughs> I was. I was thinking, what is this? Yeah, it was. It was like a weird way of pronouncing eight. Et, yeah, Ed, and it didn't work. It didn't work at all. But I had to say it because neither one of us was speaking. Oh yeah, well that's the thing. I mean, I, honestly, I am. Um, I'll begin to sweat after this one because this is another script, so I can just read this out. It's fine. Look at this log. Look at my pits. Oh my! Oh my God! I've got real sweaty pits in a room with you. Play some sexy music. I'm gonna sniff them. Jesus Christ, you, it turns out you can sniff too hard. <laughs> <laughs> the third and final reason that I love being alone in a room with you, awkwardly, with long periods of silence between us talking to each other, is that I just love your idle animations. <laughs> because we are great friends, we are comfortable in each other's company, and I love that after 30 seconds or so of silence, you will do an amusing idle animation. I mean, you don't have to do this, and I think that's why I love it so much when you do. Sometimes I'll think of something to say, then simply not say it. Just to see if you produce a stick of dynamite, light it like a cigar, then blow yourself out of the room, only to drop in again a second later. <laughs> for us to resume our uncomfortable silence. Sorry, comfortable silence. I don't like all of your idle animations. Sometimes you frown at me and tap your watch. Or you come up to my face real close and tap my forehead as though to see if I'm still there. But when you get out of yo-yo, do a cat's cradle and accidentally throttle yourself, everything is forgiven. I wish everything had idle animations. I wish Baron Von Blubber from Bubble Bobble would chase us around the world on a jet-setting holiday. You and me, Steve. Two of the cutest dinosaurs in town. Let's go to the moon. <laughs> that was me reprising all the things I laughed about with you in PC Zone there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble was a go-to reference. Yeah. But there were no idle animations in Bubble Bubble. No, we would, we did like, love Earthworm Jim for that, though. I, I was going to ask you what your favourite idle animation was, and my answer was going to be Earthworm Jim. I know you like that. And weirdly, I think the one I always think of, and that's not my favourite, is Jack and Daxter. Jack, them just swirling all around his body, because I thought that was well sexy. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah. What I loved about Earthworm Jim 2's idle animation was one of them was uh, Earthworm Jim would set up a uh, a sort of seesaw, stand on one side of it, and get a big brick and throw it up in the air as if he wants to launch himself. Like, he throws the brick at the side of the seesaw, and he stands there waiting for it to land on the opposite end of the seesaw to launch him into the air. And it doesn't come down. 
when you continue playing the game, at a random point in the level, the brick will fall from the sky and hit you in the head. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm it's- sorry for that pop sound, but I clapped in appreciation of that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's um, marvellous. Just incredible. It's art in idle animations, and I love it. Oh, I, I, so much time for that. I mean, I would want to work on a video game and just come up with pointless shit like that for... Mm. For to make the player more engage. This is a this is probably a, a feature someone could write for a video games website. Yeah, the best idle animations. Well, didn't we do this? Probably, but it was long enough ago that it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, get on it, you fuckers. I want a feature now. I don't think I want and now it's time Steve's regular feature, Steve's Ooh. salad box. <laughs> salad box, eh? Um, like Sainsbury's salad box. Medium, small, large. You can get them all at Sainsbury's. All salad varieties of salad box are covered <laughs> by Sainsbury's. Medium, small, and yes, large. How much sweet corn do you want, basically? We've got three sizes of sweet corn, and you can have some potato too. Look, I've come up with a poem about salad boxes. Excellent. Oh, God, this is going to be good. I know it. Do you mind if I read it to you? Mm, I'd rather imagine what it might be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to read it to you anyway. Oh, good. Readers, if you'd like to listen in, you may. If you don't, avert your ears for the next four minutes. No, God, it's not four minutes. That is a long poem, my friend. One minute, 40 seconds. (laughs) Open my salad box. Come inside. Tell me of the things you find. Radish of horse, root of beet, onions red and sliced so neat. (laughs) If you're in a hurry and must leave sooner, then why not try a small salad of tuna? (laughs) This salad's too dry, you shout quite flustered. Well, drizzle (laughs) on my dressing of mustard. Oh, good. You didn't didn't say mayonnaise (laughs) with a knowing smile. (laughs) I will not barter, I will not beg. I'll simply gesture to this boiled egg. (laughs) The musical can get their flute on and play some jazz while eating croutons. (laughs) Crustaceans are sharp, but you'll find no crab edge, just the gentle contours of a leaf of cabbage. (laughs) I've never had a leaf of cabbage. It's always been shredded in my experience. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not. I'm not criticizing the poem. It's lovely. I'm just criticizing my own lack of experience. It'll be a bad salad. <laughs> <laughs> now this one's for the pretty woke LGBTQ artichoke. <laughs> that was my salad box. Now enough is enough. Please collect your belongings and the rest of your stuff. You've destroyed so much salad. Because you are so tall, my salad is ruined, the box was so small. I should have guessed you wouldn't fit inside, but I invited you anyway, along for the ride. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was fun. You stomped on my salad, but what's done is done. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's not a poem not written in anger. No. But from whose point of view was that poem written? Was it the spirit of the salad bar? Yeah, I had a salad box and I was so excited by it. You I jumped inside. invited <laughs> someone inside to show them all of the things in there. You, you put it on the floor, climbed 12 feet onto a plank. 
<laughs> and just said, let's go, with a big gesture of my arms. And um, summarily ruined a salad. <laughs> I'm Gandalf, and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The mines of Moria, that is. <laughs> Regular features. <laughs> Just press record and... Oh, uh, hey Craig. No, no, not now, mate. No, I'm in the ocean listening to some whales, I think. Or big fuckers, whatever they are. Can you even give oral with these plankton-straining mouths we've got? Oh, one of them's staring at me. I hope he doesn't want to fight. I mean, I didn't, I didn't come down here to punch a whale's lights out, but if he wants some, I reckon I'm fucking pretty tasty in any biome. I mean, I know it's wrong to snoop through someone's whale emails, but I needed to know why I'd been acting so differently. You what? Oh, yeah, I'm down here for, oh, I don't know, the Institute of Marine Fuckers and the Noises they make. I'm going to have to hang up, Craig. I've got to get some sounds. Well, I'd like to be polyamorous, but I'm such a jealous whale. Sit there, mate. This whale's a bird and she's got a title wide on for me. Oh, I don't say that really. I'd be complimented if a leopard or like some like tigress took a shine to me, but a fucking whale. Oh, I wish whale dicks weren't so huge. Sometimes I really want to bum a seal, but it just wouldn't be fair. Anyway, gotta go. I need to get some whale song for the boffins in the lab, and apparently this lot have been behaving strangely since someone chucked a waterproof speaker playing sex advice podcasts into the sea. <laughs> I just noticed that the whale arse is right next to the whale tits. Speaking as a whale myself, that's fucking hot. Craig, Craig, you'll have to speak up, mate. This place is absolutely suddenly packed to the fucking back of falls with whales. What the... Oh, mate, you'll have to forgive me again, Craig. I totally misread the whale signs. This is a kink-positive group of polyamorous queer whales having an introductory munch for newcomers to the kink scene. I thought that last tucking bleached cod into a blowhole was actual sex, but that's just what and how whales eat. Well, I just worry about the barnacles on my tum-tum. Do I need to get their consent, too? Oh, my God. She just winked at me, Craig. I swear that that whale just winked at me. It's amazing how sexy a wink is when the eyeball is six inches in diameter, according to Wikipedia. You know how winks go ting in cartoons? Well, she only got a trained starfish to float in front of her eye as she winked at me. Oh, fair play, man. That's some showgirl's little mermaid shit. Now, once this goes in, you won't be able to talk, so if you want me to stop, just go cross-eyed and flare your whale nostrils. Well, I think I've got enough of this. They've not done anything particularly impressive, apart from take the advice of podcasts and form respectable communities based on kink and consent. I'm going back up to the surface. So was it the whale that was talking? No, that was me going down and getting some whale song for the boffins in the lab. You can think is that needs explaining before the feature, ideally. Right. So either we do that, explain it before the feature, or we leave it till after the feature, let everyone get confused, <laughs> frustrated, <laughs> angry, 
<laughs> stop listening. Stop listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could have explained it to me before we started. That would have been good as well. No. You get nothing. Why should you be an advantage to the poor <laughs> fucking luckless readers who had to listen to this shit? Do you want to explain it then? <laughs> it's this not... Well, the idea I had originally was that I am a field recordings expert who constantly fucked up field recordings by talking over them. But I only had one by the time I'd finished the, <laughs> the right. train journey. I've got loads of other field recordings. Uh, I've got loads of other stuff that I've got. I've got field recordings. What I've got is fucking atmosphere clips I've downloaded from fucking freesound.org. Oh, you, you, you're going off topic here. What was the whale thing about that you just read? It was about a man going under the sea at the behest of the Institute of Marine Fuckers who like things that whales sound like, going underwater to record some things, but then fucking up by talking all over it. But also, the whales had had uh, learned new behaviours from a walkthrough speaker that we dropped with the Dan Savage podcast playing on it. Yes. And um, he just left too early, unimpressed by their ability to form coherent kink communities because they hadn't said English, and he left just before a whale said something in English. Okay, should I cut that bit out? (laughs) Um, I'll just put it before that feature. Why don't you try that, Steve? (laughs) 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 that's the thing when you start writing a big feature whittle it down to a small feature at the last minute be sure that it works out of context (laughs) let that be a lesson to all you podcasters out there Hi, I'm Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. And Ziggy says, you've got to listen to regular features. And there's a 49% chance of that. Log. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, you'll never believe it. Put your trousers on because I... <laughs> I can't. I won't. <laughs> Sorry, I get those two mixed up. <laughs> received a newsletter from Roger Helmer. Buddy, you, oh, my sweet buddy, my pal of mine. You won't believe what it says. Go on. You might need to shit down for this. <laughs> it says. I'm going to pour myself a little... I, I, whenever Roger Helmer comes up, I simply have to get drunk. Can I have a uh, vodka? Yeah, you may. Thank you. And let's have some tonic to go with it. Yeah. I've got a feeling this might be a cause for celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the Roger Helmer's newsletter. Sh- uh, shall I read it? Go on! <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Oh, okay. Hello again, Helmer fans, and welcome to my electronic newsletter pamphlet. It's me, UKIP XMEP Roger Helmer, with some sad news from the bottom of my heart. Or should I say, the heart of my bottom. (laughs) Because as regular readers of my newsletter will be aware, I have a second heart hidden just inside my anus. I got it from a baboon after my original heart stopped working. The doctors wanted to scoop out the old one, but I demanded they leave it in and use scalpels and paper clips to implant the new heart up inside my glossy bronze asshole, which now (laughs) beats with all the quiet dignity of a six-stone ape. That's quite... Light for an ape. A six stone. Yes, sorry. I was so I wasn't pondering the details there, but you're right. That is a tiny ape. Yeah, an I don't know why. You, ape. I don't know why you'd put the weight of a, of a small ape. <laughs> oh, you wire it up. Will it? Was it a baby ape? Would it grow with your body? Maybe. I don't know. 
If I ever sit down... <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking of those baboons with inflatable asses. Is that hearts on their bums? No, it's no. not. Carry on reading. <laughs> if I ever sit down, the monkey hearts will pop like a bloody water balloon, and I will go into immediate anal cardiac arrest. But it's a small price to pay to have a fist-sized piece of festering meat rotting in darkness inside my desiccated chest cavity. But friends, the time for me to sit down has come. Not literally, of course, because the ape organ lodged in my lower intestine will explode if I did, but figuratively, it has come time for your dear Roger to retire. I realise that this will come as some surprise to anybody who didn't hear me say ex-MEP at the start of this newsletter, but rest assured... I am still politically active. For example, whenever anyone says solar power, I'll go pfft. If the sun's so brave, how come it's afraid to come out at night? And when they say, I never made any claims as to the sun's braveness, I'll say, of course you wouldn't when the sun's right there in the sky listening. (laughs) And when they ask if I'm implying that the sun is sentient and would be hurt by their comments, I'll say, yes, the sun is a snowflake. Before they can point out the irony of what I've said, I'll have run away. <laughs> My little ankles making doinky doinky noises. <laughs> Bongo sounds, and off he goes. In other Helmer news, every horse in the UK is either dead or in critical condition after a wind turbine in Tewkesbury became unmoored from its foundations and, thanks to propeller physics, began flying around the greater Gloucestershire area like the Red Baron, (laughs) drawing in horses from hundreds of miles around and slaughtering them without hesitation, remorse, purpose, intent or shame. And that's a story that you won't read about in The Guardian. I was busy working out whether you'd put a code in the beginning of those five things it didn't feel being you what are the first letters of those that's how much i trust you to put hidden content in your stuff <laughs> um the acronym would be hmm piss <laughs> a story that you will read about in the guardian however is this ukip mep resigns amid investigation into alleged misuse of funds roger helmer known for controversial views on climate change, rape, and homosexuality, will stand down in July. I love how you can have controversial views on rape that don't automatically make you the baddest arsehole in the fucking world. Uh, they, yeah, they don't, you can drop the word controversial when you have a view on rape. <laughs> he has a view on rape. It's going to be not yeah. a good one. An argument about rape. No, no. <laughs> Okay, thanks. That's all I have time for now. As Log has a train and must be getting... Log has a train and must be getting back to Nottingham. You really did have a train, Log, because I wrote a weird sentence. (laughs) I made it sound like you own a train. All the best. Your friend in earnest. Roger. Roger Helner. Hi, I'm Roger Helner. I'm an objectionable man. But I yet... People seem to like me. Generally, arseholes. I don't think people do like him. So he's, he got voted. He did get voted, but he's now resigned amid a one hundred thousand pound bill for the misuse of funds that from the, the land EU. The EU is oh god, I fucking love. I, that's why I love the EU. They are gunning for us now, and I just want them to gun down our entire parliament until only Labour's left. Yeah. <laughs> a nice, energised socialist labour, and we can just get back to business, please. Yunker. 
come yunk my trade agreements. <laughs> yunk all y- over them. Yunk my Merkel. <laughs> yunk my Merkel. Very good. Oh, well, that seems like that's all the time we've got today. It has to be, surely. Did you enjoy that? Because I, I loved it. I fucking did. I especially like the fact that there wasn't a third person to fill up our gaps. Constantly interrupting us. Yeah, man. We, get, we were thinking of something to say. We didn't need you to say it, thanks. Yeah. Can you imagine the number of times that Matt, Gav, or Joe's interrupted right before I was about to go off on one about how things that how you, how you ed something that was edible? Yeah. My, Can you imagine I, I let people that, never... I let, I let that flourish. Yeah. You let me keep talking. Tonight you bloomed. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you've heard this evening, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and subscribe. You know... If you don't like Matt or Gav or Joe... Now's the time to subscribe. The uptick will piss them off. Exactly. It will really um, send them up to hootenannies. <laughs> we have the 250th episode live show coming up. And now it's time to blow the lid off it. Patreons have had first access to the ticket website. We can now tell you... Steve, it's sold out. Are you kidding my arsehole? It sold out yesterday. A man came into the pub and said, are there any tickets left? I need one. And I looked on the website and said, there's one left. You can have it. And he bought it. So fuck you. This is how I find out yeah. that we've sold out the live show. Yeah. Slowpokes suffer. Slo- Snorlaxes block paths. <laughs> they did. You need a flute to wake that bastard up. I don't get oh. the science. <laughs> well, we have two more live shows coming up at the Canal Cafe Theatre. And you can find a link to those shows either on our website, which is Regular Features, with a dot before the last two letters, uh, or the Canal Cafe Theatre website. Google Canal Cafe Theatre, Google Regular Features. You're going to find those shows. They are on the first Mondays of August and September. You better believe that, because it's the truth, and... We wouldn't lie to you. This isn't a fake news podcast. Fake news, fake news. Funny to say fake news, isn't it? It's a fucking buzzword, isn't it? Just say it, and it's instantly funny. I'm a fucking idiot. Why did I say fake news? I despise myself. Anyway, Corbyn won, though. (laughs) Yeah, Corbyn is now the government. He didn't even win. No. But it's close enough, right? Close enough. I like that. Good job, him. Yeah, good boy. Regular features, features, features. Regular features, regular features. Regular features, regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Oh, yes. Regular features. 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 Features, 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 features.